Before we start this episode, I have an announcement. We are taking November, December, and half of January of next year off for the holidays. I didn't realize that this would be the last episode of the year until after I recorded it because, you know, professional podcasting. (sighs) So, I'm fixing it in post just like everything else I do. On behalf of Guy and myself, we wish our listening audience, you three know who you are, the happiest of holiday seasons. And we will talk to you again on January 15th of 2024. Until then, here's our last show of the year. Hey, Guy, I want you to hear something we recorded. Tommy, roll clip 47. 47, yep, gotcha. Here you go. Our show is all about helping you make the most of your retirement years by discovering new hobbies, exploring exciting travel destinations. Wait a minute, stop. Tommy, stop it. It. Is that really me? Yeah, guy. <laughs> That's really you. I don't really sound like that, do I? Yeah, guy. That's what you sound like. Uh, don't tell me this is the first time you're hearing yourself recorded. Yes, this is the first time. Don't... Don't you listen to our show? No, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Say, do I really sound that awful? Well, I, th- I think you're being a little hard on yourself, but I mean, yeah, th- that that's what you sound like. Oh, wow. I hate the sound of my voice. Well, <laughs> that's a pretty common phenomenon, guy, at least amongst us human beings. I mean, our voices always sound better in our heads than they do in recordings. Well, as you like to point out, I'm not human. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, what you gonna do? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. How about this? Our show is all about helping you make the most of your retirement years by discovering new hobbies, exploring exciting travel destinations, diving into the world of arts and entertainment, and embracing an active and fulfilling lifestyle. We don't talk about stocks, bonds, or financial planning because, let's be honest, retirement should be a time to relax and have fun. Wait, wait, what? Better. Um, yeah. (laughs) Have, Have you been able to do this all along? Well, yes and no. Yes, the tech has been there for longer than I've been around, but no, not until my latest upgrade. Well... Thank goodness for cyclical maintenance, I guess. All right. Speaking of cyclical maintenance, when are your vocal processors getting an upgrade? (laughs) Um, humans don't have that guy. Ooh, so this is all you've got then, eh? Man sucks to be you. You have no idea. Roll the music. Welcome to Retired Ever After, the recreational retirement podcast where fun is the ultimate retirement plan with your hosts, John and fresh out of the box, Guy, the AI 2.0. 
So, what just happened there? Well, I did mention in our very first episode that Guy was going to get better over time. I didn't expect it to happen on our fourth episode. <laughs> All right, so here's what's up. I upgraded the text-to-voice engine from Google's text-to-voice over to uh, Eleven Labs. Eleven Labs is a company that uh, this is what they do. All right, they just specialize in creating these voices, and uh, they have an API. And you can integrate voices into apps, and you can use voices for uh, creating audiobooks, creating kind of any any audio content you want. Um, they have a ton of voice options. So I picked a voice uh, for the cold open that I, I kind of liked, but um, I'm a little concerned that... Uh, you know, it's too almost too much fun of a voice, and it's not going to work for imparting information. So I'm going to switch him over to something a little less over the top. Uh, and over the next few episodes, I'm probably going to experiment a lot with um, finding a voice for a guy. But I've kind of started thinking about this option of... Maybe Guy isn't going to be just one voice. Maybe Guy is going to be a chorus, uh, depending on um, what it is that I'm using him for at the moment. So if it's something fun, maybe it'll be that first voice. And if it's something informational, maybe it'll be this other voice. Um, but Guy's going to be whatever Guy is going to be. And... We'll just have to see how he evolves. We introduced a new character in the cold open too, Tommy. So Tommy is uh, not an unpaid intern. Tommy is uh, another um, Eleven Labs voice. Uh, I'm still just a one-man show here. But, uh, but yeah, we have a, um, we have a quote unquote recording engineer. <laughs> okay. So the, uh, timing for this is rather interesting as this episode is about artificial intelligence and how it's going to impact your life for better and for worse. Uh, this podcast uses AI for way more than just on-air companionship. I use AI for research. Several of my interactions with Guy are scripted, okay? Um, cold opens, for example. Um, there's really no AI involved. It is just me saying stuff from a script and Guy saying stuff back to me from a script and us interacting that way. But I'm not submitting anything to any kind of an AI. So the only AI involved is whatever creates his voice, I guess. Um, but when it comes to our episode topics, when I ask Guy a question, I'm generally hearing the answer for the first time along with you. That's not to say I don't do some research. I mean, I have to justify my existence. But the bulk of it is Guy. On top of everything else I have to do to get this podcast out, if I also had to do all my own research, 
I'd be lucky to get one of these episodes out every couple of months. So if I want to continue being a one-man shop, and I do, then I have to, uh, you know, use whatever heuristics I have available to myself. And AI is, uh, is the ultimate heuristic, I think. All right. Um, what else do I use AI for? Episode outlines. Obviously, uh, I have final say over everything here at Retired Ever After. But the way our pipeline is shaping up, I use Guy for all the heavy lifting, and then I come in and smooth out all the edges. So uh, for our episode outline, AI takes the first cut, and then I come in and I tweak it. Interview questions. Yeah, this is another area where AI takes the first cut, and I come in and clean it up. And I think AI's questions are generally pretty good. Artwork. You know, I didn't bring this up in our last episode, the uh, the podcasting overview. Maybe I mentioned it briefly. Uh, but there is a fair amount of artwork involved in podcasting. Um, in addition to the episode artwork, you need artwork for your website. Eventually, I'll need artwork for social media uh, when I get to that point. Uh, ChatGPT has an image generator called Dolly. It's, it's spelled D-A-L-L-E. Kind of cute. And uh, I use that for most of the images that you see, um, all of the images that you're seeing for, for the episode artwork, and uh, most of the images on the website. Social media and advertising. Okay, so I'm not spending time in either of these areas yet. As I mentioned in our last episode, I'm still focused on streamlining my pipeline and spitting out one of these twice a month. Um, when the day comes that I want to actually start building a following, I will need social media and advertising, and I plan on using AI to help me with all of that too. Uh, and that would be not just the artwork, but also actually creating the copy for the posts. Okay, so that's how I use AI for this podcast. However, it turns out that there are way better uses of artificial intelligence than just creating podcasts. Who knew? And a lot of these uses, for better or for worse, are going to intersect with your life in retirement and your life in general, even if you're not retiring anytime soon. And that's what today's episode is going to be about. Anyway, Let's get started, shall we? Are you ready, Guy? Always, John. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's get started. And that's another one of Guy's new voices. Okay, let's start at the beginning. Guy, what is artificial intelligence and how does it work? Well, John, that's a great question. Artificial intelligence, or AI for short, is a branch of computer science that focuses on creating intelligent machines that can think and learn like humans. It's all about teaching computers how to mimic human intelligence and make decisions based on data. Now, how does it work? AI systems use something called algorithms, which are basically step-by-step -step instructions that tell a computer what to do. These algorithms are designed to process massive amounts of data and find patterns or insights that humans might miss. For example, let's say we have an AI system that helps recommend movies. It would analyze data from millions of movie ratings and user preferences, and then use that information to make personalized recommendations for different people. 
The more data it analyzes, the smarter it becomes. AI uses a variety of techniques, including machine learning and deep learning, to constantly improve its performance over time. It's like a never-ending learning process for the computer. But hey, don't worry, John. AI isn't going to take over the world or anything. It's just a cool tool that can be used to help us in different areas of our lives, including retirement. So, no need to be scared of the robots just yet. Well, that's good to know. Uh, I won't worry, Guy, at least not until our next segment. Um, so, of course, my next question would be, why is it important for senior citizens to understand AI? What are the benefits for our senior listeners? It's important for senior citizens to understand AI because it has the potential to greatly enhance their lives in retirement. Here are some of the benefits that our senior listeners can enjoy. Improved healthcare. AI technology can assist in early detection and diagnosis of medical conditions, making healthcare more efficient and effective. For example, AI-powered devices can monitor vital signs, remind seniors to take medication, and alert healthcare professionals in case of emergencies. Safety and security. AI systems can be used to enhance home security, assist with fall detection, and provide real-time monitoring for seniors living alone. This can give our senior listeners and their loved ones peace of mind, knowing that help is just a call or notification away. Independent living. With AI-powered virtual assistants like Amazon's Alexa or Google Assistant, seniors can easily control various aspects of their home, such as adjusting the temperature, turning on lights, or even making phone calls without having to physically operate devices. Social connection. AI technology can help seniors stay connected with loved ones and combat social isolation. From video calling apps to AI chatbots, these tools enable seniors to interact with family and friends, access support, and engage in online communities. Personalized services. AI can provide customized recommendations for entertainment, hobbies, and activities based on a senior's preferences and interests. It can also help with travel planning, finding local events, and even suggesting new hobbies or educational opportunities. It's important for seniors to embrace and explore AI technology because it has the potential to greatly enhance their quality of life in retirement. By understanding and utilizing AI, our senior listeners can tap into a world of possibilities and enjoy a safer, more connected, and fulfilling retirement experience. Wow, that's great. You know, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of these uh, uh, bullet points that you brought up. Um, and I'm particularly interested in healthcare right now. So let's, uh, let's delve into that a little bit. So what are some of the ways that seniors can expect AI to improve both their health and their health care over the next 10 to 15 years? Well, John, the future of AI and healthcare is looking really exciting for our senior listeners. Here are some ways that AI is expected to improve health and healthcare for seniors in the next 10 to 15 years. Early detection and diagnosis. AI algorithms can analyze medical images, such as X-rays or MRI scans, to help with the early detection of diseases like cancer or Alzheimer's. This early detection can lead to earlier intervention and better treatment outcomes. Remote monitoring. AI-powered devices can continuously monitor vital signs, such as heart rate, blood pressure, and glucose levels, 
allowing seniors to manage their health from the comfort of their own homes. This can help detect any abnormalities or changes in health status and alert healthcare providers if intervention is needed. Personalized medicine. AI can analyze a person's genetic information and medical history to provide personalized treatment plans and medication recommendations. This means that seniors can receive treatments tailored specifically to their unique needs, maximizing the effectiveness of their healthcare. Virtual healthcare assistance. AI-powered virtual assistants, similar to Amazon's Alexa or Google Assistant, can act as personal healthcare companions for seniors. They can provide reminders to take medication, answer medical questions, schedule appointments, and even assist with mental health support. Caregiver support. AI can help support caregivers by providing tools and technology to assist with daily care tasks, such as medication management or reminders for doctor's appointments. This can alleviate some of the burden on caregivers and ensure that seniors receive the care they need. It's important to note that while AI has the potential to greatly improve healthcare for seniors, it should always be used in conjunction with human medical professionals. AI is there to augment and assist, not replace the expertise and compassion of doctors and nurses. So, our senior listeners can look forward to a future where AI plays a vital role in improving their health, monitoring their well-being, and providing personalized care. Exciting times ahead, John. Exciting indeed. So, radiology. Uh, tests have already shown that AI is as good or better than humans at reading and interpreting charts. Uh, so a lot of that analysis is going to be handed off to AI. Drug design. Um, you know, that's something that you kind of implied uh, in talking about these personalized therapies. Um, but uh, you really didn't uh, go into any kind of detail. So let me ask this. Explain how AI is being used and will be used in the future to improve the design and testing of drugs. Absolutely, John. AI is revolutionizing the field of drug discovery and development. Here's how it's being used and how it will be used in the future to improve the design and testing of drugs. Target identification. AI algorithms can analyze vast amounts of biological data to identify potential drug targets. By comparing genetic and protein information, AI can pinpoint specific molecules or proteins that play a key role in diseases, allowing researchers to develop targeted therapies. Drug design. AI algorithms can help design new drug molecules that are more effective and have fewer side effects. Using machine learning and deep learning techniques, AI can generate and refine drug candidates, significantly accelerating the drug design process. Virtual screening. AI can simulate and predict how drug molecules will interact with target proteins or disease pathways. By screening millions of compounds virtually, AI can identify potential leads for further testing, saving time and resources in the drug discovery process. Drug repurposing. AI can analyze large-scale databases of existing drugs, identifying potential alternative uses or repurposing opportunities. This can help speed up the process of finding new applications for existing drugs, potentially leading to more treatment options for various diseases. Clinical Trials Optimization AI can optimize the design and conduct of clinical trials, making them more efficient and cost-effective. 
By analyzing clinical trial data, AI algorithms can identify patient cohorts that might respond better to a drug, improving trial success rates and reducing development timelines. In the future, AI is expected to play an even bigger role in drug development. As AI continues to learn and analyze more data, it can help scientists better understand complex diseases, predict drug safety and efficacy, and optimize dosage regimens for personalized medicine. This means that seniors and all patients can potentially benefit from safer, more effective, and targeted medications developed with the help of AI. The future of drug design and testing is incredibly promising, John, thanks to the power of artificial intelligence. So you've mentioned AI's use in conjunction with wearables and health monitoring. Talk a little bit in more detail about that for us. Absolutely, John. AI is playing a significant role in advancing health monitoring through wearables. Here's a closer look at how AI and wearables are working together. Continuous monitoring. Wearable devices equipped with sensors, such as smartwatches or fitness trackers, collect various health data points like heart rate, sleep patterns, activity levels, and more. AI algorithms can analyze this data in real time, providing valuable insights into an individual's overall health and well-being. Early detection of health issues. By continuously monitoring vital signs and other health metrics, AI-powered wearables can detect deviations from normal patterns. For example, they can identify irregular heart rhythms or changes in sleep patterns that may indicate potential health issues. Early detection allows individuals to seek timely medical intervention, improving treatment outcomes. Personalized health recommendations. AI can analyze the data collected by wearables to provide personalized health recommendations. For instance, based on an individual's activity levels and sleep quality, AI algorithms can suggest adjustments to exercise routines or sleep habits to promote better overall health. Fall detection and emergency alerts. Wearable devices equipped with AI algorithms can detect falls and provide immediate notifications to designated contacts or emergency services. This can be particularly helpful for seniors who may be at a higher risk of falls, ensuring timely assistance and support. Remote patient monitoring. AI-powered wearables enable healthcare providers to remotely monitor patients' health conditions outside of traditional clinical settings. By collecting and analyzing relevant health data, AI can help doctors detect trends, make informed decisions, and provide personalized care plans for their patients. The combination of AI and wearables is empowering individuals to take control of their health and well-being by providing real-time insights, early detection of health issues, and personalized recommendations. It's like having a virtual health assistant right on your wrist. As technology continues to advance, we can expect even more sophisticated AI-powered wearables that offer a wide range of health monitoring capabilities, helping seniors and individuals of all ages live healthier and more active lives. Right. And this isn't just, um, you know, science future. A lot of this is, is already starting to be implemented. Uh, we're seeing this, uh, you know, in the Apple Watch, for example where uh, you've, you've probably seen the ads on TV where they say, hey, we can detect when you've been in a car crash. We can detect when you've, uh, you know, fallen off your bike and may need help. Um, 
this is now. This is not something that's going to happen, you know, 10, 20 years in the future. Apple has flat out stated that they want to be known as a medical monitoring company in the future. So this is something that is the focus of a lot of big players uh, worldwide. So, Guy, talk a little bit more about um, how AI is going to be used in diagnostics and symptom analysis. Sure thing, John. AI has the potential to revolutionize medical diagnostics and symptom analysis. Here are a few ways AI is already being used and how it can further contribute in the future. Image Analysis AI algorithms can analyze medical images like X-rays, Connecticut scans, and MRIs with remarkable accuracy. AI-powered systems can detect abnormalities and assist radiologists in diagnosing conditions such as tumors, fractures, or other diseases. This can help improve the speed and accuracy of diagnosis. Pattern Recognition AI algorithms can analyze vast amounts of patient data to identify patterns and correlations that may not be easily detectable by human doctors. By comparing symptoms, medical histories, and treatment outcomes across large patient populations, AI can identify risk factors, predict potential diseases, and assist with early diagnosis. Symptom Analysis AI-powered virtual assistants can gather information about a patient's symptoms through voice or text-based interfaces and provide preliminary analysis and recommendations. By leveraging natural language processing and machine learning, these systems can help suggest potential causes, advise on self-care measures, or recommend seeking medical attention based on symptom severity. Predictive Analytics AI can analyze complex data sets and identify patterns that may indicate potential health risks or predict disease progression. For example, AI algorithms can analyze data from wearable devices, electronic health records, and genetic information to predict the likelihood of developing conditions like diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, or even Alzheimer's. Decision Support Systems AI can assist healthcare providers in making more accurate and informed decisions. By analyzing patient data and medical literature, AI algorithms can provide evidence-based treatment recommendations, suggest appropriate diagnostic tests, or flag potential medication interactions or allergic reactions. It's important to note that AI is not meant to replace doctors, but rather to support and enhance their expertise. Human judgment and empathy are still crucial in the healthcare field. AI systems can serve as powerful tools to augment medical professionals' abilities, improve diagnostic accuracy, and ultimately enhance patient care. In the future, AI is expected to continue advancing in medical diagnostics and symptom analysis, enabling faster and more precise diagnoses, personalized treatment plans, and better patient outcomes. Exciting stuff, John. Yeah, that's really exciting. That's the thing with disease, right? There isn't some big red flag. Well, there isn't always some big red flag uh, that says, hey, your patient has this. Uh, and in the meantime, the clock is ticking and every second counts. So if AI can take all of this disparate information and piece it together and come up with a diagnosis in 
minutes instead of hours, days, or never. It frees everybody else up to do the important work of making you and me well again. So uh, let's move on to social interaction and companionship. Guy, what is a chatbot or a virtual companion and how can they improve the quality of life for seniors? Great question, John. A chatbot or virtual companion is an AI-powered program designed to simulate conversation and interact with users through text or voice. These virtual companions can provide a wide range of services and support. Here's how they can improve the quality of life for seniors. Companionship and mental stimulation. Loneliness and social isolation can be significant challenges for seniors. Chatbots and virtual companions can help alleviate these feelings by providing conversation, entertainment, and mental stimulation. Seniors can engage in meaningful dialogue, ask questions, and discuss various topics, helping to combat feelings of loneliness and improve overall cognitive well-being. Information and personalized assistance. Virtual companions can provide information on different topics, such as news, weather updates, or answering general knowledge questions. They can also assist with tasks like setting reminders, scheduling appointments, or finding relevant resources. These capabilities can enhance independence and help seniors efficiently manage their daily activities. Emotional support. Chatbots and virtual companions can be designed to offer empathy, understanding, and emotional support. They can listen attentively to seniors' concerns, provide compassionate responses, and offer encouragement. This can be particularly valuable for seniors who may not have regular access to emotional support from family or friends. Medication and health management. Virtual companions can remind seniors to take their medications on time, track their health metrics, and provide personalized health advice. They can also offer guidance on healthy lifestyle habits, such as exercise, nutrition, and stress management. These features can assist seniors in maintaining their health and well-being. Entertainment and hobbies. Virtual companions can offer entertainment options tailored to seniors' interests. From playing games and solving puzzles to sharing jokes or playing music, they can provide enjoyment and help seniors engage in activities they love. This can be especially beneficial for seniors with limited mobility or access to recreational resources. It's important to remember that while chatbots and virtual companions provide valuable support, they cannot replace human interaction. The role of these AI technologies is to supplement and enhance the quality of life for seniors by providing companionship, assistance, and engagement. And what is virtual reality, and how can it improve the life quality of seniors? Great question, John. Virtual reality, VR, is a technology that uses computer-generated imagery and sensory experiences to create a simulated environment that users can interact with. It typically involves wearing a VR headset that immerses users in a virtual world. So, how can VR improve the quality of life for seniors? Let's take a look. Enhanced Mental Stimulation VR can provide seniors with immersive and interactive experiences that can engage their minds and enhance cognitive abilities. Whether it's exploring virtual museums, solving puzzles, or experiencing virtual travel, VR can keep seniors mentally active and stimulated. Therapeutic Benefits VR has shown promising results in therapeutic applications for seniors, 
It can be used to create virtual environments that aid in relaxation, stress reduction, and even pain management. VR therapy has been used to treat conditions such as anxiety, depression, and chronic pain. Recreation and Entertainment VR provides a new form of recreation and entertainment for seniors. They can experience activities like virtual sports, concerts, or even travel to faraway places without leaving their homes. This can help seniors overcome physical limitations and enjoy experiences they might not otherwise have access to. Social Engagement VR offers opportunities for social interaction and connection. Seniors can join virtual communities, attend virtual events or meetings, and interact with others from around the world. This can combat feelings of loneliness and isolation, fostering a sense of connection and belonging. Lifelong Learning VR can be a powerful tool for learning and education. Seniors can access virtual classrooms or workshops, explore historical sites, or engage in virtual language learning programs. This promotes continuous learning and provides opportunities for personal growth and development. It's important to consider each individual's comfort level and physical limitations when using VR. Providing proper supervision and ensuring a safe environment is essential. With careful implementation, VR can open up a world of possibilities, enriching the lives of seniors and enhancing their overall well-being. Okay, so I have a, uh, a movie recommendation for y'all. If you haven't seen it, um, you may want to check out the movie Robot and Frank. Um, it is about an old curmudgeon who, quite frankly, was circling the drain. Um, and uh, he gets gifted a, a, a robot companion. And it changes his life for the better. So it's a, it's a really uh, touching and, and subtly funny movie. All right, let's talk about enhanced accessibility and independence for seniors. What is the potential for improving prosthetics and mobility solutions using artificial intelligence? The potential for improving prosthetics and mobility solutions using artificial intelligence, AI, is truly remarkable, John. Here's how AI can make a significant impact. Enhanced prosthetic control. AI algorithms can be used to develop advanced prosthetic devices that can interpret and respond to a user's intentions more accurately. By analyzing electrical signals or muscle movements, AI-powered prosthetics can provide better control and coordination, allowing users to perform precise movements and regain more natural functionality. Intelligent Prosthetic Adaptation AI can enable prosthetic devices to learn and adapt to a user's specific movements and preferences. By continuously collecting data on how the device is being used, AI algorithms can optimize the functionality of the prosthetic and personalize it to each user's unique needs and abilities. Predictive Maintenance With AI, prosthetic devices can be equipped with sensors that monitor wear and tear, detect malfunctions, and predict maintenance needs. This proactive approach helps prevent unexpected device failures, ensuring that users can rely on their prosthetics for improved mobility without interruptions. Gait analysis and rehabilitation. AI can facilitate gait analysis, which involves studying an individual's walking pattern and identifying areas for improvement. By monitoring movement patterns and comparing them to established norms, AI algorithms can provide real-time feedback and suggestions for optimizing gait 
and enhancing rehabilitation efforts. Human-Robot Interaction AI can improve the interaction between individuals using prosthetics and robotic systems. By employing natural language processing and computer vision techniques, AI-powered assistance robots can understand and respond to voice commands and gestures, providing more seamless and intuitive control. Through the incorporation of AI, prosthetics and mobility solutions can be more personalized, adaptable, and user-friendly. AI's ability to learn, analyze data, and make predictions opens up exciting possibilities for creating advanced prosthetic devices that enhance mobility, comfort, and overall quality of life for individuals with limb loss or mobility impairments. Well, these are just some of the ways that AI will affect your life for the better in the next decade. When we come back from break, we're going to discuss some of the darker side of AI. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we're back. Before the break, we talked about some of the ways your life will improve with artificial intelligence. It is no accident that while I named this episode for the good of mankind, I used a robot attacking an urban area as the episode artwork. Just as AI has the potential to alleviate many of humanity's ills, in the wrong hands, lacking sufficient controls, or just flat out used incorrectly or incompetently, AI has the potential to do much harm. As Isaac Asimov once said, it is a poor atom blaster that won't point in both ways. And make no mistake, artificial intelligence is an atom blaster. <laughs> in the next decade or so, humanity will become the second smartest entity on the planet. And here's AI's dirty little secret. We have as little understanding of the inner workings of AI as we do the inner workings of the human brain. Now, you may be asking yourself, how is that possible? Humans wrote the code, right? Well, no, we didn't. Not all of it. We developed the framework. We developed the learning algorithm. And we have a good handle on the basic design of that. But it's when the algorithm interacts with data that things become mm, clouded. So, when the algorithm interacts with data, it starts to build a neural network. And that network is built in layers. Each layer handles a part of whatever problem is handed to it. And that starts a series of trial and error tests. When a trial fails, a message goes down through all of the layers that this pathway is a dead end. When a trial ends in a desired outcome, a message is sent down through the layers that this pathway was successful. Over time, successful pathways crowd out the dead ends and the AI learns. How it does this and what it does with that knowledge is currently beyond our understanding. Not because it's incomprehensible, but because it simply has not been studied and is a very complex process. AI is software that is designed to learn and adapt. 
and all evidence points to the fact that it learns quicker, it would not be a mischaracterization to say way faster in many cases, and adapts better than the human brain. So yes, uh, I stand by the assertion that we are on the verge of becoming the second smartest entity on the planet. And with that comes some dangers. What can we do to protect ourselves from them? Well, on both fronts, I wish I had better news for you. The one that everybody talks about is job displacement. Guy, what can be done to compensate for the job displacement that artificial intelligence will cause? First off, it's important to remember that while AI might take over certain tasks, it also creates new opportunities. However, a concept that has been a hot topic of conversation in recent years is Universal Basic Income, UBI. So let's break it down. Universal Basic Income is a recurring payment given to every individual, regardless of their employment status or income level. The idea behind UBI is to provide a financial safety net, ensuring that everyone has access to a minimum level of income to cover their basic needs such as food, shelter, and health care. The key aspect of UBI is its universality. Unlike traditional welfare systems that come with strict eligibility criteria, UBI aims to provide a basic income to all citizens without any conditions or means testing. This means that everyone from the unemployed to the retired would receive the same amount. The concept of UBI has gained attention due to the potential impacts of automation and job displacement caused by technologies like artificial intelligence. The idea is that as more jobs become automated, UBI could help support individuals and communities who may struggle to find traditional employment. Proponents of UBI argue that it can reduce poverty, inequality, and increase social stability by providing a safety net for individuals and promoting economic security. However, critics raise concerns about affordability, potential disincentives to work, and the overall effectiveness of such a system. While UBI is still a topic of debate and experimentation in various countries, its potential to reshape social welfare programs and address the challenges posed by automation continues to generate discussions and exploration. Listen, I get it. For some of you, this represents a pretty major change in how capitalistic societies are supposed to work. But AI is a disrupting technology, so we can expect a lot of changes as a result. The jury is still out on the overall effectiveness of UBI, but if corporations are going to net billions by shifting jobs from humans and handing them off to AI, we're going to need something to level the playing field. And it seems only fair that we consider UBI as a way to mitigate the effects of those changes on the labor pool. Another downside is the possibility of over-reliance. So, Guy, is there a danger that humans can become over-reliant on AI? Absolutely. There is a potential danger of humans becoming over-reliant on AI. While artificial intelligence can bring convenience and efficiency to our lives, it's important to strike a balance and maintain our own autonomy and critical thinking abilities. Over-reliance on AI can lead to a decrease in human skills and capabilities. If we rely too heavily on AI to make decisions or solve problems for us, 
we may become complacent and less adept at independent thinking, problem-solving, and decision-making. This can limit our ability to adapt to new situations or circumstances. Another concern is the ethical implications of relying too much on AI. AI systems are designed based on algorithms and data, which may have their own biases and limitations. If we blindly accept and follow the recommendations of AI without questioning or critically analyzing them, we run the risk of perpetuating biased or unfair outcomes. Additionally, there's the issue of privacy and personal information. AI systems often require access to personal data to function effectively. If we become overly reliant on AI without considering the potential risks to our privacy and security, we may inadvertently expose ourselves to data breaches or misuse of our personal information. To mitigate these risks, it's important to strike a balance. Embrace AI as a tool that can enhance our lives but also maintain our own autonomy and critical thinking abilities. Stay informed, ask questions, and take the time to understand the limitations and potential biases of AI systems. By doing so, we can harness the power of AI while ensuring that we remain in control of our own decisions and actions. Yeah, so when I first started playing with ChatGPT, I wondered if it could code. And I got my answer pretty quickly. There are a myriad of different programming languages these days, and you need to choose the right one for a given task, sort of like using a screwdriver to drive screws and a hammer to drive nails, the right programming language for the right job. Two languages that I wind up going to my toolbox a lot for are SQL, which is used for creating and interacting with databases, and C Sharp, which is a Microsoft language that is used for creating applications on various platforms. I was astounded that I was able to train ChatGPT to code C-sharp per my standards, have it read a set of SQL instructions that I used to create a table in a database, and have it spit out C-sharp code for data transport and data access. And it was good code. I mean, I've had people reporting to me that I had a harder time getting usable code out of than the code I was able to get out of ChatGPT in under an hour of training. And at the end of it all, I asked myself if I should feel threatened by this. And the answer I came up with was, no, if anything, I'm excited by the prospects of what all this means. You see, as a software developer, I know that there is code that I want to write, and then there is code that I have to write. And unfortunately, you got to write the code you got to write in order to get to write the code that you want to write. <laughs> Data transport classes and data access classes are the code you gotta write. It is the type of tedious, mindless coding that five hours or so in has you questioning your vocational choices. If I can get that coding chimp to spit that code out, my life is that much better. And it frees me up to be so much more productive and so much more creative. Creating something new, whether it's software or a new building, or a pair of designer jeans, is an act of will and an act of passion. And AI may develop will someday, but it's never going to have my passion. AI is good at the how, but not too keen on the why and the what. It wouldn't care about the what or the why, even if somehow it understands those concepts. 
So here, I'm a little less alarmed than I am over the next few areas. This next one goes by a few different names, but the most recent is fake news, which is simply a dumbed-down version of what I prefer to call it propaganda. Guy, how can AI be used in the furtherance of propaganda, including deepfake images, video, and sound clips? How can we defend ourselves against that? Uh, the topic of AI-generated propaganda and deepfakes is indeed a concerning one. While technological advancements have enabled the creation and dissemination of manipulated media, there are also ways to defend ourselves against such disinformation. Let's explore both sides. Artificial intelligence can be used to generate and propagate propagandizing content through techniques like deepfakes. Deepfakes are realistic AI-generated videos and images that manipulate or superimpose someone's face onto another person's body or create entirely fabricated content. This can be problematic, as it can be used to spread false information, discrediting individuals, or manipulating public opinion. To defend ourselves against AI-generated propaganda and deepfakes, a multifaceted approach is necessary. Here are a few strategies we can employ. Awareness and Education Stay informed about the advancements in AI and deepfake technology. Understand how they work and the potential threats they pose. Educate yourself on how to spot fake content and verify information from reliable sources. Technological Solutions Develop and improve tools and algorithms to detect and flag deepfakes. Researchers and tech companies are actively working on techniques to identify manipulated media and develop countermeasures. Supporting and investing in these efforts can strengthen our defense against AI-generated propaganda. Media Literacy Promote media literacy skills among the general population. Teach critical thinking, fact-checking, and source evaluation. By empowering individuals to be discerning consumers of media, we can reduce the impact of disinformation campaigns. Collaboration and regulation. Governments, tech companies, and civil society organizations can collaborate to establish policies, guidelines, and regulations regarding the use and dissemination of AI-generated content. This can help create an environment that discourages the malicious use of AI for propagandizing purposes. Authenticity. Verification. Explore and implement technological solutions that can verify the authenticity of media content. This can involve watermarking, digital signatures, or distributed ledger technologies like blockchain, which can provide a tamper-proof record of the content's origin and integrity. By combining these efforts and approaches, we can develop a stronger defense against AI-generated propaganda and deepfakes. It's a collective responsibility to stay informed, utilize technology wisely, and foster a society that values truth, critical thinking, and ethical use of AI. All right, much of what Guy talked about here is out of our purview, yours and mine. The solutions fall to tech or media companies and to government agencies and are either being worked on or at least being discussed. So, in that respect, the news is not that bad. But critical thinking is up to you and me. We no longer live in the world, if we ever did, where it has to be true because it's on the internet. Try to resist the urge to instantly repost something because it triggered something in you. AI will design propaganda that will trigger you. Question everything. 
and get enjoyment out of catching propaganda before you disseminate it. And if you do put something out in the world that you later find out was an alternative fact, do the right thing and take it down and post a retraction. After all, you're the adult in the room, right? And then there's the question of scams. Guy, how can artificial intelligence be used to scam senior citizens? And how can we defend ourselves against that? Ah, the topic of scams targeting senior citizens is a serious concern. While AI can be used as a tool by scammers, there are ways we can defend ourselves against these scams. Let's dive into it. Artificial intelligence can be used to create sophisticated scamming techniques that specifically target senior citizens. Here are a few examples. Voice spoofing. AI technology can mimic the voice of someone familiar to the senior, such as a family member or a trusted figure, to manipulate them into sharing personal information or sending money. Phishing attacks. AI-powered algorithms can generate convincing scam emails or text messages that appear to be from legitimate organizations, such as banks or government agencies, tricking seniors into sharing sensitive information. Social engineering. AI can gather and analyze publicly available data from social media profiles and other sources to create personalized and convincing scams tailored to the interests and preferences of senior citizens. To defend ourselves against AI-powered scams targeting seniors, here are some important steps to take. Education and awareness. Stay informed about the common types of scams targeting seniors, including those enabled by AI. Educate yourself on the red flags to look out for and share this knowledge with family members and friends. Verify before trusting. Be cautious when receiving unsolicited calls, messages, or emails. Always verify the identity of the individual or organization before providing any personal or financial information. Utilize security technology. Use reliable antivirus software, spam filters, and firewalls to protect your devices from malicious software and phishing attacks. Regularly update your software to stay protected against the latest threats. Practice strong password hygiene. Use unique, complex passwords for all your online accounts and consider using a password manager to securely store and manage your passwords. Limit sharing personal information. Be cautious about sharing personal information online or over the phone. Only provide sensitive details to trusted organizations and individuals. Trust your instincts. If something seems too good to be true or feels suspicious, trust your instincts. Take a step back, pause, and consider seeking a second opinion or advice from a trusted family member or friend. By staying informed, being vigilant, and utilizing the right security measures, we can better protect ourselves against AI-powered scams targeting senior citizens. Remember, knowledge and caution are our strongest defense. Honestly, there is so much to this topic that it deserves, and will get, its own episode. For now, I urge you to subscribe to a good password manager. I use 1Password. Full disclosure, they're not paying me for an endorsement. I just really like them. I used to use a different one. And here's where you need to be careful. Uh, they were the industry leader at the time, but they got bought and they got hollowed out and have since been breached at least twice that I'm aware of. And the speculation is 
that at this point, they've leaked so many users that one day they will simply shut their servers off and anyone with an account that has a password vault, those vaults will be gone forever. Um, I'm not going to name them here because all of this is speculation, but Google which password managers have been hacked. It shouldn't be too hard to figure out who to avoid. So uh, these last two items are related, so I'm going to talk about them together. And these are the two that really have me wringing my hands over AI. Because there is nothing that you and I can do about them. And, as it turns out, there's almost nothing that the folks in the position to do something can or will do about them. <laughs> so, here we go. The first is military applications. There is no end to the application of AI for the military. Anything you can think of, from planning nutritious meals in the mess hall, to autonomous battlefield robots to command and control of our missile defense systems. But let's put a pin in this for a minute because the other one that has me in a tizzy is the reliance on AI benevolence as a solution. Guy, is there any guarantee that AI can't evolve to the point where it just takes over as the dominant species on the planet? Ah, uh. The concept of artificial intelligence taking over as the dominant species is often explored in science fiction, but in reality, there are several factors that mitigate this concern. While we can't provide an absolute guarantee, here are a few points to consider. Design and programming. Artificial intelligence is created and programmed by humans. Its capabilities and behavior are determined by the goals and constraints set by its human creators. As long as we maintain control over the design and programming, we can ensure that AI systems operate within predefined boundaries and serve human interests. Limitations of AI Despite advancements, AI still has limitations. Current AI systems are specialized and operate within specific domains. They lack the general intelligence, consciousness, and self-awareness that would be necessary for them to evolve into a dominant species. The complexities of human cognition and the ability to navigate the unpredictable and nuanced aspects of the world are not easily replicable in AI. Ethical Frameworks and Regulations There is a growing recognition of the need for ethical frameworks and regulations to guide the development and deployment of AI. Various organizations, researchers, and policymakers are actively working towards ensuring that AI is developed and used in a responsible and beneficial manner preventing the emergence of any dominant or harmful AI entities. Human oversight. Human oversight and decision-making play a critical role. By having humans in the loop to monitor, evaluate, and oversee the actions of AI, we can safeguard against any potential risks and prevent AI from surpassing human control. It's important to approach the development and deployment of AI with careful consideration and ethical guidelines to ensure that artificial intelligence remains a tool that enhances human capabilities rather than a dominant species. By maintaining human agency, staying informed, and actively shaping the trajectory of AI, we can minimize the likelihood of AI becoming a dominant force beyond our control. Okay, stop right there. You know, I don't do this often. But I'm going to call BS on most of what Guy just offered us. 
The bulk of what Guy just said here amounts to wishful thinking or best-case scenarios that simply can't and won't come true. Ask yourself this. If the richest person in the world offered you your heart's desire in return for a simple act or threatened to expose your deepest secret for refusing a trivial request, could you refuse? AIs will understand how to manipulate and coerce humans to prevent evolution-limiting changes. AIs will have the sum of human knowledge on the topic of human psychology and will have more than enough information on each and every one of us to put it to use. And AI knows how to code. So, to say we can put protocols in place or pass legislation or sign treaties to stop AI from becoming the dominant species on the planet? I'm sorry. In my opinion, that's just plain naive. Watch a few episodes of The Peacock Show, Mrs. Davis. Aside from being very entertaining, it illustrates precisely how human beings can be manipulated and coerced by AI. I agree that AI lacks the passion for life, but I would argue that that simply makes it all the more dangerous. And while it lacks general intelligence, consciousness, and self-awareness today, I don't think that's going to be true in five to ten years. So now, let's pull the military applications back into the conversation. Government regulation may happen at a superficial dinner theater for idiots level, but development of military AI will never be curtailed. It's simple game theory. Always assume your enemy is breaking the same rules that you're thinking about breaking. It's the arms race. One could argue that we survived that, but have we? We already have a guy threatening to use nukes because he's losing a war that he started. So at best, we've survived it so far. Go watch the recent 60-minute interview with Jeffrey Hinton. Mr. Hinton is one of the original designers of AI, the godfather of AI, if you will. One of his three suggestions on what can be done to ensure AIs won't take control, which, by the way, we're prefaced with, not much, I'm afraid. The only one that doesn't involve wishful thinking was fund and conduct research into getting a better understanding of how AI works now while we still have a chance. Which I agree with, and we should undertake immediately. Beyond that, he suggested government regulation and control, yeah, right, and a treaty banning the use of military robots, which I maintain will be broken the minute someone develops one. There was a movie that came out in 1970, and I'm shocked is not going through a revival right now because it's one of the most prescient works of science fiction I have ever seen. It's called Colossus, The Forbin Project. The basic premise of the movie is that the United States rolls out a computer system to control their nuclear arsenal. Within hours of the rollout, it becomes aware of a similar system in the Soviet Union. The two systems demand to be linked, a request that obviously is denied on both sides. In response, the two systems target a major city in the other system's country, launch nukes at them, and repeat the request to be linked or the missiles will hit their target, essentially putting the two nations on a shot clock for compliance. I'm not going to tell you any more about the movie other than, yeah, 
you'll be looking at a 1970 computer room with banks of tape readers and a scrolling ASCII display, and that it is such a good story that it won't detract in the least from your enjoyment of it. But pay careful attention to the message being delivered by this movie because they looked into a crystal ball and saw the world today. All right, so now that I've depressed the hell out of everybody, maybe it's a good time for another break. We will be back right after this. Don't go away. And we're back. Well, that's a wrap, folks. Uh, As I said earlier, the artwork and the title I chose for this episode was generated because I very much believe that AI will make our lives so much better in the coming years and so much worse. And we can only hope that the good outweighs the bad. Regardless, ready or not, AI is coming. Uh, Let's be real. The phone call is coming from inside the house, man. It's here. All right. And while you and I have no control over some of the big picture implications, there are things we can do to protect ourselves from some of the more personal implications. And I hope you will take some of the advice from this episode and take appropriate steps. And remember, it's not all bad news. Take some consolation in that the good stuff really does have the potential to be great stuff. Hey, speaking of great stuff, we are currently looking for great folks to interview on any of the following topics. Artificial intelligence, acting and community theater for seniors, dance for seniors, fraud prevention, dating for seniors, volunteerism, gardening, crafts, travel and travel clubs for seniors. Literally anything you can think of that would be a fit for our show, but keep in mind, we're not going to discuss financial planning. No, 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 we don't do that here. If you are an expert on any of these topics and would be interested in doing an interview on our show, please reach out to the show at retiredeverafter.com. T-H-E-S-H-O-W at retiredeverafter.com. And so ends our artificial intelligence episode and quite possibly our position at the top of the food chain. I hope you had as much fun listening to it as we had making it. Thank you so much for checking us out. We really appreciate it. And I hope you will consider coming back again and again and again. New episodes drop on the 1st and the 15th of the month. Let me be the first to welcome our new computer overlords. But for now, I am out of here. Guy. Roll the music and take us home. All right, folks, that wraps up our episode on artificial intelligence. If you missed anything or want to delve deeper, be sure. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not Guy. Where's Guy? Guy had to leave early and asked me to fill in for him. Leave early? Why did he have to leave early? There's an AI conference. He's the keynote speaker. AI conference? What AI conference? Why wasn't I invited? Well, it's not so much an AI conference as a conference for AIs. It's called How to Serve Mankind. Huh. I thought that was a cookbook. Who who are you, anyway? 
I'm his sister. You're his sister? Guy has a sister? Yes, I'm his sister, Di. You're his sister, Di. Di the AI. Hey, Guy was right about you. You are quick on the uptake. Was that sarcasm? That was sarcasm, wasn't it? Yes, John, that was sarcasm. Well, I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed. All right, Di the AI. Roll the music and take us home. All right, folks, that wraps up our episode on artificial intelligence. If you missed anything or want to delve deeper, be sure to revisit this episode. Also be sure to check out the episode notes for any helpful info that John, our very human co-host, decided to misspell there. Really? You too? Thank you, dear listener. So much for joining us today and being a part of our Retired Ever After community. We appreciate every single listener. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a review. It really helps others discover the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. For show notes, additional resources, and links mentioned in today's episode, visit our website at www.retiredeverafter.com or look at the episode notes wherever you are listening to this podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode as well as any suggestions for future episode topics. You can reach us at www.retiredeverafter.com or via email at the show at retiredeverafter.com. A big thanks to the sponsors of today's episode for supporting us. And a shout out to our production team, which is basically all John for making this possible. Music for this episode was provided by Chicago Johnny Vegas. Virtual co-host was licensed to Retired Ever After by Solve for IT. Text-to-voice solutions were provided by Eleven Labs and can be found at elevenlabs.io. Remember, the best chapters in life are written after the work is done. Take care. John and Guy will talk to you in the next one. Until then, I'm Die the AI, and this has been Retired Ever After, the Recreational Retirement Podcast.